And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, let's try and understand something as the people of God. Ready? There you go. Here's your big statement for the day. There is no normal church simply because God is not normal. An equally important truth is there is no normal Christianity. Why? Because God's engagement with people always produces different forms of results. Next, the Holy Spirit was involved in the creation of the earth, the birth of Jesus Christ, the creation of the church, the writing of the scriptures, and our salvation. It doesn't start in the Holy Spirit and end up somewhere else. It doesn't start in the Holy Spirit and end up with the letters. That is exactly contrary to the Word of God. And finally, so with the Holy Spirit, I want to explain the differences between being led and being driven. With leading, sensitivity, softness, and kindness are inherent. They're inherent in the word. Being driven has more of a ferociousness, a pounding, a pushing that goes past kindness. And we're supposed to be led, not driven, by the Holy Spirit. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience. Local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Maybe a few too many personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and noive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? They can email us during the show. Pretty straightforward. David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. You can text us during the show live. 214 210 I don't know what charges it will apply because I don't know what your plan is, but you can still text us. 214 210 or you can call us. During the show, 972-445-0770. Got to say that number slower because I say it too fast. 972-445-0770. Now, when you call that number, wow, be prepared because you're going to talk to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite. Talking to Dynamite D is like being the first person who gets a slice of a fresh pizza just set down in front of you. Ooh, sounds Ooh, lovely. That sounds good. 
Especially if it's good pizza, right? That's probably probably not frozen. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Here's the bottom line. Maybe you've got an opinion on something, or you got a thought, a comment, a question. That's cool. I mean, let's talk about it. That's great. If you need something we need to pray about, let's pray about it. You got some friends that need prayer? Let's pray. If you've got something you want to share, the Lord's been doing in your life. It's such a wonderful testimony from Deborah. We even put it on a clip where she, Lord, touched her physically. Why? Does that always happen? No. I was thinking about this today. Does it always happen? No. But again, when you witness to people, do they always get saved? No. But do you stop witnessing? No. Do you stop praying? No. You keep praying. You pray and ask the Lord and continue to ask the Lord. And what we want to do is keep praying and petitioning. And we want to keep praising and acknowledging. There's coming a point where we'll be done. Praise his name. We'll be done. The trumpet will blow, and it'll be over. And we'll be like, "Woohoo! we're done. Thank you. Hallelujah. It's over. Like I said, some people will try to say, told you so. Anyway, the bottom line is that is an awesome place that we're going to go to and going to get to. But we are not there quite yet. And as we are doing this together, let us support one another and strengthen one another and bless one another in the process. Here's your trivia question. Let's see if you can pick this one up. According to Proverb, whose house leads to death and her paths to the spirit of the dead? Now, I'm going to give you a huge hint here, okay? Whose house leads down to death and her paths to the spirits of the dead. This person, the hint you need to think about is this person is simply, this is the hint, remember the scarlet letter. Dun, dun, dun. What was the scarlet letter and what did it stand for? That's the person that we're talking about. The scarlet letter. Dun, dun, dun. If you <laughs> if you think you know, uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. I would take actually one of five different uh, interpretations on this because it's pretty clear that it's kind of – it's kind of what the direction is heading. And so uh, just trying to give people a great understanding of what we're shooting for. Uh, this is a person who exists in this kind of functionality, and death is in the trail. Pathway is to the spirit of dead. Bad, 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 all the way bad around, right? That's according to Proverbs, not according to David, according to Proverbs, okay? Okay. Uh, like I said, if you know those answers, that'd be fantastic -y. Uh One of the things we give somebody that is... This is a question for you. This is a question. Yeah. Okay, well, we can do a question. Why not? We don't mind. Let's do a question. Let's send it on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, David is John. Hi, John. How are you doing, brother? Hi. I was just curious. I've been listening for about a year, and um, I, I haven't really heard what your take was on, on the modern state of Israel and what what um, what you think about them building the Temple of Solomon again and things like that. Uh, that is a wow. I wish I could answer that question in a <laughs> In a segment, because there's a lot there, and you're right. I don't, I don't seem to or tend to talk about that. In fact, I used to talk about that a lot more with Pastor Ray, because Pastor Ray 
uh, really uh, has a very, very specific uh, take on it. I think the rebuilding process is something that we're uh, seeing. I also think there's a spiritual household of a rebuilt uh, that would be really fulfilled in in Acts chapter 2. So that's where all millennialism is not bad. It's not a bad thing. Uh, but I, I see the events happening spiritually and literally. And so for my that's why I don't have a um, that's why I'm not pre uh, or post, but I'm more of a manifold millennialist because I think they're all involved. But it does appear like there's some attempt, uh, some way, uh, shape, form that there's a rebuilding of the temple process taking place or attempting to be taken place, and then there's a warfare along those lines. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a skirted answer on purpose because I can't give you the full thing in a show or in a one hour and thirty minute show. But I think there is proof that it is heading in a direction for a rebuilding. There is proof that to some degree it must be rebuilt. But there is a good argument to say some of the rebuilding has to do with the people more than the place. And that's true as well. So I think as we see certain things rebuilt as the kingdom of God, I think you'll see that manifest. But let me ask you while I have you on the phone, what is your take? What is your take? Well, I, I think it's a big mistake to rebuild the temple because I'm for the tabernacle. I don't I don't like the temple. It represents covenants made with Canaan, such as Hiram and many others. And I think that Israel is, I mean, if we read the story where David had Saul's sons impaled to keep the covenant with the, made with the Gibeonites, the Hivites, um, I think that, you know what I mean, we're fighting over things that, I, I, personally, I wish that, that the Jews would go to the Negev, where their territory is, and leave the rest of it alone, because I think that they're going to get themselves in trouble with God, because the last time they forgot about the covenant they made, and I'm not for that covenant. Um, I, I don't think God honored it at all. I mean, I don't think you can decide for me, you know, they gave away Benjamin's land in that deal that they did with the Gibeonites, and then here you are, on one hand, got a commandment from God to eradicate these people while they're probably feeding on your family since they're cannibals, and then on the other hand, if you try, the Israelites are protecting them, and they're a protected class, and I think that, you know, everybody's saying, well, the Canaanites are gone, so we don't got to worry about that. I think it's I think it's a mistake. Do you? Let me ask you this question, Judd. Do you think that there is spiritual application? So when the when the scripture says in Romans, not all of Israel is of Israel, which was of course written two thousand years ago. Do you think that there might be some application, kind of like? What a true Jewish person is in the Romans uh, treaty, which is one the Jewish person is one who is one inwardly and not outwardly. Do you think there's application there in some of that fulfillment being connected to not just the geography of what you're seeing, but from a spiritual plane? I, I do. I mean, um, to me, uh, it, there was a, a national side to it and a, and a spiritual, you know, if you didn't do what God wanted, then you would be cut off from your people. But uh, I think that 
um, the spiritual side of it's being neglected, if anything. I mean, we don't have commandments for that temple and the instructions that God gave us. And I just saying, if we see that, that we're going to see more miracles like these Bible changes and things happening and um, all sorts of, you know, I, I don't know if they talked about the Mandela effect on your show, but I think it if it culminates in them rebuilding that temple, that's when all hell's going to break loose. That's what I believe. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great way to say it. All hell's going to break loose. There's a there's a there's a kind of a unique truth in the way that states. However, however, and just for you and I, there's nothing that's going to happen that, of course, is outside of the realm of God's perfect plan. Nothing's going to take place where the Lord's going to go, oh, darn, that's not what I was looking for. Uh, so, I mean, that the comfort that we have is even though there's a difference of opinion, I think there's a – in talking to Ray, who is an absolute expert in this, uh, there's a, a pretty wide variety of opinion of how that will apply, whether it's literal, symbolic, spiritual – uh, whether you believe that it's happened or it's going to happen or it's both happening and will yet still happen, there's one understanding that we have, and that is there is a plan in place underneath everything else. And no matter what we see on the outside, we know that the Lord's in control. And that's something that we we take rest and refuge in. I agree with you, brother. Yeah. All right. That's a great question, by the way. I appreciate you calling in and asking. Oh, no problem. I just I just wanted to throw that out there. The yeah. listeners, I, I think that we're missing a key piece of the puzzle. You know, and one of uh, Christ's disciples was a Canaanite. You know what I mean? And and he, he had to die. Because, I mean, without Matthew, we wouldn't know. Oh, I think we... I think that you see that. Yeah. I think that... He had to die. He was telling us he had to die. Okay, we're oh, lo- we're losing our John. We're we're losing our connection with you, brother. We're losing the connection's okay. getting cut. So, but I want to I want to thank you for calling in. I do appreciate it, and I really do. And I want you to know that sincerely. You're welcome. Thanks, sir. All right. God bless you. All right, so, and it's a great question because there's some questions as to, from an eschatological point of view, and you guys know now, I, if I teach on eschatology on this show, which I probably should devote like a week to it, okay, like a whole week, because there's no way to do it in under a week, um, and then just present the views. <laughs> well, I mean, David, that whole thing is very loaded. Anyway. Yeah, well, there, it's the, the, the problem is not – you should have a great handle on the eschaton, but I will tell you some of the things that they won't tell you, which I think is relatively important. So they – you know, they we have different uh, systems in place, different systematic theology. Systematic theology is just theology that runs after a system, that it's based, you know, principle upon principle upon principle. Uh, what they don't tell you is they took a group of – and this is true, and everybody says, oh, that's not true, it's urban legend. No, it's not. They took a hundred brand new Christians, yes, just record, and they <laughs> read them the book of Revelation, and then they just got their feedback, right? And so everybody's looking for them to come up with systems and different ideas. And you know what 93% of them said? God wins. <laughs> see, see, and then we go into the, there's nothing wrong with going into deeper stuff. You can, if you enjoy it and you don't make it a point of fellowship, it's fantastic. If you make it a point of fellowship, that's wrong. But, you know who wins? God wins. You want to know why? Because he has a plan. You want to know how long that plan's been around? Longer than the earth. 
flute. Before the foundations of the earth were laid, the plans of God were established. All right, let me answer the trivia question, then we'll come back, and then we'll come back into the teaching. According to Proverbs, whose house leads down to death and her path to the spirits of the dead? The answer is going to be either the prostitute, the harlot, but most specifically the adulteress. That's the scarlet letter. The scarlet letter was A for adultery. You guys should have caught that. That was a good hint, actually. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La, 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 la. Oh, that is la, 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 You asked for zany, my friend. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. So we, being not... Completely unlike, you know, Christmas vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth. We we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time, and we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree. And I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the with the axe wasn't enough because I was right there again, holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door, trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the and I've got the act of, and I'm crushing and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house. If Jesus oh, welcome back 
to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Thank you to John for giving us a call and asking that question. We like that. Like people are like, well, you know, I want definitive answers on everything. Really? Don't be a Christian. Here's, here's your most definitive answer. Jesus. Okay? Then after that, good luck. <laughs> like, well, that's highly arrogant. Okay. See, 12 disciples. Some did this. Some did this. Some did this. Some did this. Like I've said before, not everybody likes or dislikes the McRib. All right. So let's just move on from there. Do you like that? Do you like? Do you have to make a comment on that, don't you? Tell me. Tell yeah. me. <laughs> hey, it's a fast food place that has a rib sandwich. I mean, come on. All right. Uh, here's your trivia question. We we know no, no, we have no class. I was driving by this car. I got to tell you this. I was driving by this car yesterday. It was so funny. And you know how bumper stickers, we have bumper stickers, and everybody's got bumper stickers. This guy's supposed to have like five bumper stickers. Yes, I am an idiot driver. No, I do not know how to drive. Yes, I was born yesterday. Just wow. all over the back of his car. Like, yeah, that's just taking all the steam out right there. That's just funny. It all is right. funny. All right. Uh, here's a trivia question. What uh, What is the first list listed letter or epistle that Paul wrote? The first listed epistle or letter that Paul, the Apostle Paul, wrote. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. While you guys are coordinating that, let me get into the text just a wee bit, if you don't mind. This is something really important to me. I I just operate in this, and that is from time to time, I know that my sensitivity is not super great with the Lord. Now, by that, I don't, I'm not trying to say that, you know, everything I do every day is perfect or anything like that. And, and, And quite frankly, I think Jesus was the only one that strictly just did it perfectly in perfect communion and we know that because even peter who was pretty pretty good had to be rebuked more than once hello so the idea behind this is to understand that we just want to grow in our sensitivity we want to be more sensitive to the lord more indeed connected to the lord now what i'm going to say i'm going to teach this teaching i don't want you to go to an extreme in it but i want you to hear the general statement that's being made and that is this the Lord leads, the Holy Spirit leads us, okay? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When it says baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the word name is singular, okay? When it says to baptize in, in Jesus' name, that's not exclusionary, it's inclusionary. So that the, the whole premise of the word doesn't even make sense that they built a whole denomination on that, but that's their call. I would never not fellowship with somebody over that. But the idea behind it is simply this. There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and 2 Corinthians 13, 14 makes it absolutely clear that we're supposed to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Okay? That's not weird or anything like that. But to understand how to do that requires a sensitivity. And the Holy Spirit leads. But more often than not, the flesh, the devil, and demons drive. And I want to make that distinction. 
Romans 8.14 says this, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, led. Then the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Just by the definition of the word, Okay, I want to make sure you understand that. Leading has this sensitivity, a kindness that's inherent in the word. In the word, To be driven can be a good thing, but in the spiritual realm, normally when we're talking about being driven, it's not a good thing. Luke 8, 29, Jesus had commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and been driven by the demon into solitary places. So you get this differential between being driven and being led, and in the negative side of being driven is a more ferociousness, a pounding, a pushing that goes way past kindness. Now, that does not mean the Lord will not, you know, it's it's like they're absolutes, you know, because people can be you know, driven by the Lord. I'm not trying to give you this absolute. I'm trying to give you this general differential between the Holy Spirit leading you and your flesh or the enemy trying to drive you. And that difference, a lot of the difference can be understood in a couple of places where you can ascertain or develop a knowledge of whether it's right or not. The Holy Spirit will never have you do something contrary to the Word of God, ever. The Holy Spirit wrote the Word of God, so that's never going to happen, okay? Otherwise, God would be a contradiction in and of himself. The Holy Spirit is about glorifying Jesus Christ. So the decisions, the leading, the direction is not about self-gratification. It's not about self-entertainment. It's not about self, 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 self. Because that's not the, the spirit of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit's job is to glorify Jesus. That's the position in the Trinity that the Holy Spirit holds. And so what we do is... We think of things like if you want to be sensitive to the Lord and you want to make the best decisions you can, I, I don't think it's fair to say, well, the way that you figure it out is you roll the dice. Okay, no. <laughs> okay, You want to be led by the Spirit. You want to be directed by the Spirit. You have a guideline that tells you what the Spirit won't lead you to do, and that's anything contrary to the Word. And you want to be in a communion with the Holy Spirit because the bottom line is Jesus said in John 16, 7 through 11, Very truly I say to you, it's for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin, righteousness, and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I'm going to the Father where you no longer see me. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Condemned. So the Holy Spirit is our advocate. He's our counselor. He's the one that gives us directions. When Jesus departed, he, his ministry and his character were poured out on the church. The Holy Spirit in you has much more to do with your character in Christ. The Holy Spirit on you has much more to do with your ministry in Christ. But a simple, straightforward question for Christians is, if the Holy Spirit's the counselor, if the Holy Spirit's the advocate, if the Holy Spirit is your helper, how's your counseling sessions going? How are you doing in fellowship with the Holy Spirit? It's a fair question, since 2 Corinthians 13, 14 makes it clear that we are to be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. How's that going? 
or are we driven in our flesh to see and obtain the things we want because the old part of us wants them? That's a very honest, straightforward question. Do you get that? All right. The answer to the trivia question, by the way, what was Paul's first listed epistle? Do you know what the first listed epistle was? Romans! Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Then Acts, which was written by Luke. And then Romans, which was written by the Apostle Paul. We'll take a break and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. What is the David Spoon Experience? Ladies and gentlemen, it's been my privilege in my past. I've been a Christian for a short time, only about 40 years. But when I was in my first year, I had a chance to meet James Robeson, who had a chance to pray for my brother and myself. Uh, very helpful at a very needful time as we were fighting our way out of a Christian cult. And uh, he prayed for clarity. And uh, it was just a pastor's gathering in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I have the privilege again of interviewing one of what, what I consider to be one of the great men of God who are still with us on this planet. And I just want to give a wholehearted welcome and open door and open heart to James Robeson. Uh, thank you, sir, for being a part of our show and a part of our audience. Well, David, it's a pleasure to join with you, and I'm grateful that praying together was uh, meaningful to you and a, a very important part and, and point in your life. So just joy to be with you and your listeners. Now, David, can I just download what I believe is the heart of our Heavenly Father to your listeners for a few minutes? Yes, please, by all means. When I spoke to the leaders before the election, and I talked about the need, this is in Washington, there were nearly 2,000 pastors and church leaders there. And I said, I'm telling you, there are people right now who are being captivated by the Jesus they see in some of our lives. And I said, listen to me. We have a fatherless nation, desperately in need of a father. If we, as believers, as Christians, who have the perfect father, if we would show people clearly what the family of the perfect father looks like, I believe the fatherless would run to the father and the father's house. And I believe that. I said that to the president of the United States. I said, sir, your children say you're a good father. Eric Trump happened to be sitting by me when I first said that. Eric said, he's a great father. I said, well, he may be, but that doesn't mean he's flawless. I do believe that we need a father, and I believe we can pray and God can raise up people that have a father's heart. And so I began to emphasize the church revealing what the father's like. Now, listen to me. We as believers comprise the body of Christ, the body of born-again, baptized into Christ believers who are born from above. We have a perfect Heavenly Father who reveals His will. He's not willing that any should perish. He said, you call on me and I'll heal your land. Now listen to me. Christian believers, we're not looking for a champion. We've got one. He's the only one that rides the white horse. We're not looking for a king. We have a king. The king of kings, the Lord of lords, that's Jesus. He holds kings in his hand. Our king, our shepherd, our father said, come to me as my family, and you ask me to heal your land in desperate need of healing. You come in humility. You come knowing I'm the only one that can heal, and I can use imperfect vessels to accomplish my perfect will. I always have, 
I always will. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready. Here's your next trivia question. Okay. What book is this verse located in? But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. What book, what letter is that? My God shall supply all your needs. Uh Uh-oh. Where is that located? But my God shall supply all your needs according to riches in Christ. According to the riches in Christ. What book is that located in, folks? What letter, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also uh, text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you up to the website real quickly and just remind you of a couple of very simple things. Number one, on the website is a place to give. That's a good thing for us if you're giving because... We need it. So that's helpful. And then uh, number two, and I want to say this so that you guys understand this. When you're listening to this show, we don't have this unspoken requirement that you agree with everything I say or you think everything he says is just right on or even everything I say is wrong or anything like that. What we want you to recognize when you're engaging with the show is that you get the best from this show that you can and that whatever the Lord gives you, you use that to further your walk with the Lord. That's all we want. That's it right there in a nutshell. That's a big thing. So if you got a prayer report, uh, a prayer request or a praise report, you do it on the website. If you want to give, you can do it, but don't feel obligated to do anything. But you can pray for me because I'm your brother in the Lord, annoying or not. I'm still your brother. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Okay. You got a get a hint as to what that might be? You know? I don't know, but it was something explosive. It's something explosive, wow. right? So see, to me, that would be Bugs Bunny. <laughs> no, no. That would actually be the Roadrunner exploding something on Wiley e. Coyote. <laughs> that's, I'll take what, it. that's what I'm gonna go with. You like that one? I that's thought it was you flying at the studio. <laughs> <laughs> That's me trying to beat traffic right there. Uh, what book is this in? The same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which has been given us in Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all your needs according to the riches in Christ Jesus. What book is that in? That's the question. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, David at he must increase.org. While you're trying to figure out what book that's in, let's do our history. Let's go let's in the past. Let's go let's in the past. All right. 
right. Today is Irish American Heritage Month. So it's not really the day, but today is Peanut Butter Lover's Day. Yum. I love peanut butter. Now, do you like the smooth, the chunky? Does it matter? Smooth. You like I like smooth? peanuts as well. But yeah, smooth. So, yeah, um, peanuts in a shell. I just like peanuts. Love peanut it. butter. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Uh, today is Zero Discrimination Day. Unfortunately, that never seems to apply to Christians. Uh, it's just, just pointing out the obvious. Uh, it's Self-Injury Awareness Day. Do you know what that means? That means that if you poke yourself in the eye with a sharp stick, you should be aware that you did it. Yes, that that's good. And then it's World Compliment Day. I think the world is looking nice. <laughs> that's my compliment. And then National Dagum, that's good day. And that's good. All right, we do have somebody who's going to answer the trivia question. We'll get to that in just a second. Just to let you know a couple more things. 1872 on this day, Yellowstone National Park was established. Also, on this day, uh, 1936, the Hoover Dam was completed. I've been to the Hoover Dam. Very impressive work, by the way. Very impressive. Got to check it out. It's pretty. It's kind of awesome. All right. I like stuff like that. Uh, let's send the person through. Who knows? Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Miss Robertson. All is well with you? All is well with me. It is well with my soul and beyond. Amen. Amen, right? All right, I got it. This is a good one for you. What letter or book is the passage, but my God shall supply all your needs? What letter is that in? Uh, The letter P, is that for Philippians? That is correct, Amanda! You are right, Aroni. That is exactly it. And what a great now. One one thing that people do miss is the two or three verses prior to that. Paul yes. says, "Thank you for giving, and my God shall supply all your needs." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's connected, but still, excellent yes. job. Very very good work. Thank you, David. God bless you and your family. You're doing well. All right. Thank you so much. God You're bless. Bye bye. <laughs> what a great job. Fantastico. Can I say Fantastico? That's why I said it. You can make, I mean, I can whatever. pretty much do whatever I want. I'm paying for the hour. I guess I can do it. Pretty I want. much. Okay, there you go. All right, let's go. I want to keep talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, stop people. Now, listen, I'm Baptocostal. You don't have to tell me there's this, there's a group in Christianity that says you should do nothing but talk about the Holy Spirit. That's wrong. There's a group in Christianity that says you should never talk about the Holy Spirit. That's wrong. Okay, there's a Trinity. Right? There's only 300 references to it. I mean, it, that's not what's at issue. The issue is this is what the Scripture says. This is what we're supposed to do. Let's follow what Jesus said, John 16, 12 through 14. I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear. Oh, my Lord, you can't even tell me everything? No, he can't. Verse 13, but when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. Jesus is telling us that the connection that we have with Jesus is coming through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which can't happen until Jesus dies, is buried, and resurrects, and is glorified. And once he's glorified, then there can be the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and you can't have that happen until Jesus is glorified. And that's what Acts chapter 2, verse 4 is all about, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And it's like, wow, wait a minute. 
So the Holy Spirit inside of us, working inside of us, characterizing and moving us so that we reflect Jesus more and more. After all, where do you think that conviction comes from? God doesn't often drop a billboard on your bed and go, look, it's the billboard in your mind that's written by the Holy Spirit. And so we're doing all these things and progressing, becoming more and more like Jesus. How do you think you became a Christian? Jesus was born by the Holy Spirit. The earth was born by the Holy Spirit. Stop, Stop trying to separate this out. It's so weird. What's bizarre is because we're Western oriented people, we don't understand a lot of the spiritual realm. That's what's going on. That's why when they talk about witches and stuff like that, we go, whatever. It's like what we say. Now, I only say that in the sense of Satan's uh, power and followers because he's not as strong as God. That's why I say whatever. So what I want you to understand is the Holy Spirit's active in your life. He lives inside you. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Congratulations. You know, one of the things John asks is about the temple and about the tabernacle. Well, to, to some degree, Christians are the tabernacle. There is a truth to that. Of course there is. And here's the thing that I really want to kick. I just, I just want to kick this so hard. I want people to really get this, okay? We often think about peace. We often think about, you know, what we need to do to be still inside of us, to have everything, like, calm down. Watch this. Romans 8, 5 through 6. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. Those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Verse 6, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Holy Spirit is life and peace. Hey, here's a reality check. Your mind and my mind is supposed to be governed by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) I know you people are like, yes, no, that's exactly correct what's supposed to happen. The Holy Spirit doesn't drive you. The Holy Spirit leads you. Well, how do you think the Holy Spirit leads you? He doesn't send you a, a telegram. So in your heart and in your mind, and you can put those in a connection. I always think of it as as, as connectatory. That's just how I am. But, you know, the heart's are, got more to do with the emotion and the mind's got more to do with the logic. But the Holy Spirit's active in both. He's inside of us. And people are searching for the peace. Hey, here's an idea. Maybe we should follow the thoughts that are pure and righteous and true and, and, and just and kingdom-oriented. Maybe we should do a better job of letting our lives be governed, uh, our minds be governed by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that we should have safe thinking, saz friend. Saz is uh, uh, safe, and, and friend is thinking or thought, safe thoughts. It's like that, that, that comes from the influence of the Holy Spirit. Unless we quench the Holy Spirit, or wait, which is forbidden in Scripture, or grieve, which is to make sad, which, by the way, you can only make a person sad. You can't make a light power sad. Thou lamp, ice, make you saddeth. I mean, that ain't going to work, right? Live according to the Spirit. Have our minds governed by the Spirit. This glorifies Jesus Christ. That's the goal. It's like Just like... The fill that we just heard, we have a king. His name is Jesus. He's on the throne. Everything we do points to him. Okay? All right. Take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. Not wanting to miss a moment talking about the moment with Kurt Warner. Everything looks like you shouldn't go forward. You know, you can't take another step. You know, Peter, you can't step onto water. You just can't do it. Where well, we've got to step towards that faith, and we've got to trust God that he's got something awesome for us. And uh, there's no question that that's an underlying theme uh, in this show and in all of our lives is that we've got to step out in faith if we ever want to be what God's called us to be. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your last trivia question. True or false? See, that's good. True or false? Jesus visited Cana in Galilee to attend a wedding reception. Is that true or false? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. 
you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. Now, at least you think I've, oh, somebody's calling in. I was going to say, at least you think I've lost my sense of humor. <laughs> uh, I still have jokes. We still have another segment to do, but I still have jokes. So it's like I'm, I'm, I'm like balancing, but uh, that's what you got to do. We have somebody who's ready to answer the trivia question. Let's send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. I'm I'm a little nervous because I am going to work out today, and, and but I'm going to do it like a half a workout. But I'm a little like, oh, boy, I hope this goes okay. But I told my wife, and she gave me permission. <laughs> well, I'll keep praying for you. Please. Please do. I could really use it. All right. True or false? Jesus visited... Cana in Galilee to attend a wedding reception. That's true. You are correct, Amundo! That's what? supposed to be where he uh, performed his first miracle. Exactly right. And Turned what, the water into wine. Exactly. And, and first of all, that's not a coincidence. And also, his disciples and him were invited. So they already were developed. There was some kind of rep, reputation going on where the, he and his disciples were all divided, invited to the wedding. And it's like, wow, that's a fascinating uh, kind of a cultural, social moment. It's like uh, it's, somehow he and all and the 12 disciples got an invitation. Hey, we want you to come to the wedding. Your mom's coming. You should come. <laughs> Excellent job, my brother. Thank you so much. Well, God bless you, and I'll keep praying for you. All right. Please do so. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. God bless. All right. So let's do a couple of uh, – these are kind of funny. Ready? You ready for these kind of funny jokes? All right. This is – now, if you understand Jewish humor, you will appreciate this. This is a statement. Okay? Get ready. Right? Among the 5,000 who were fed with the two fish and the five loaves of bread, there were doubtless several who might have complained about the bones that the fish contained. All right, all right, all right. There you go. See? So see, even if the Lord does a miracle, it's like, well, it's kind of bony. <laughs> see? see? You see how that? Okay. All right. This is a good one. I like this one. We'll rock and roll with this one. A mother was watching her four-year-old child playing outside in a small plastic pool, half filled with water. He was happily walking back and forth across the pool, making big splashes. Suddenly, he stopped stepped out of the pool, and began to scoop water out of the pool with a pail. Why are you pouring the water out, Johnny? The mother asked. Because my teacher said Jesus walked on water, and this water won't work, replied the boy. Oh, dear God, no. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll just leave that. See, see the water didn't work. That's funny. No, that's not going to do it. That's all. We're just going to leave that there. I thought it was funny. Okay. Uh, there's no promises for how these shows go. I just want to point that out, right? Pretty much. I mean, I that's mean, definitely true. Especially just, when we have callers. That's right. We yep. have no idea what's going on. We don't, I don't know. And that's a good thing. Yeah, the best part about it, I know you guys think I care. You're wrong. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, okay. Talking about the Holy Spirit, we're going to finish this up. Now, I'm not trying to be uh, overly anything. I'm just, you get, put, you get as you Go through Christianity. I'm getting on 44 years now in the faith. And it's like you get to this point where you understand people are like, well, I don't want to hear about this anymore. I don't want to hear about this. I, I always cringe when people tell me they don't want to hear about the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit. That bothers me. 
And the reason it bothers me is because we should never have that attitude or that disposition going on. You should never get tired. You should never be tired of hearing about the Bible being the Word of God, the church being the bride. You should never be tired of any of those basic things. You should never be tired of hearing about salvation, deliverance from sin. These are the very things that sustain you and I and help us move forward and endure while the world around us is going off the edge, you have a lifeboat named Jesus, stay on it. Okay? Just so happens that in every row it has faith, <laughs> grace, mercy, wisdom. It's like all that stuff. Okay. All right. Uh, two things I want to say in, in closing this out. Uh, proof that you're saved. That's the question I get asked more than any other question, anything else. How do I know? That's what I get. I get that more than anything else. Romans 8, 15 through 16, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Holy Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. So whenever you cry out to God, Father, help me, Father, help me, that's because the Holy Spirit's in you making that happen. Verse 16, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Okay. For the people that are anti this whole stuff, how does he testify? I just answered that question. How does the Holy Spirit testify? You see, that's what is important. And, and if you want proof that you're saved, the Holy Spirit inside of you testifies. You cry out, Abba, Father, the Spirit testifies with our spirit. You're God's kid. That's why that's important so that we don't live in fear again, right? 2 Corinthians 3, 6, this is this. He has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant. This is the covenant not of written laws, but of the Spirit. The old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the Holy Spirit gives life. I, 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 I mean, I got to defend that. It's crazy. And what people want to do is they want to condense the Christian faith into letters. Okay? I love the four spiritual laws, just in case you're wondering. Okay? Bill Bright's four spiritual laws has probably helped more people make a decision for Christ than you and I could ever imagine. All right? That is not the letters. Those are declarations of the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit was with the people sharing that tract— with the Holy Spirit who wrote that, who wrote the Word of God, and those people made a decision to follow Jesus Christ. That's life. The letters are laws, specifically the Old Testament law, not the human law, not the natural law, much more the Mosaic law. And that covenant did not help us reach life. That covenant helped us understand that apart from Jesus, there is no life. And that revelation comes from the Holy Spirit. This is like, what? You cannot be saved apart from the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It can't be done. It's not doable. So my encouragement goes all the way back to finding a sensitivity of being led. Not being driven, not, not going mad over it, be being led. And my last encouragement is this, okay? Stop thinking there's normal Christianity. 
Is God normal to you? <laughs> you lost your mind. God is not. There's. It's not normal. It's supernatural and really way out there. And people mock it and make fun of it. And we, as Christians, we love it. We love that God is not normal. We love that he is who he is and that he does things the way he does it. Now, granted, there's many times that we say things in haste, just like King David. But in our hearts, we find great comfort that God is in control of all of it. And even if it makes no sense, we can fully trust him and live in that peace that exists in him. Yes, sir. Amen. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity of spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.